I don't know about you guys, but when I pictured how my parenting experience would be in my head before I got married and then when I was newly married, it's a little different than what actually transpired. Um, Does that happen to anybody else? You think your parenting is going to go like this. You think your kids are going to behave like this when you say and do this. And what happens is usually a little different. I've had tons of DMs from you guys about like, help me, I'm struggling with this and that with my kids and different issues with, you know, your husband being on the same page with you or not, your in-laws, I feel you. Guess what? I'm about to take you on a serious parenting journey. Over the next couple of podcasts that we're going to do on parenting, they're not going to be back to back, but they are going to be in sequence. I'm going to show you the roadmap on how to parent less stressful way and by the sunnah, which I think is a gem because we We don't often get to hear about how parenting happened back in the day, right? So we're going to bring that all together with some modern science and make it easy for you to have a more enjoyable parenting experience. If you're interested in that and ready to get started, keep listening. Hello, assalamu alaikum. Thank you for joining us here at Mindful Muslima Speaks, the place where we are empowering women to grow and thrive. And if you're new to our podcast, we uh, put up podcasts two times a week on topics like love, marriage, parenting, inspiration, motivation, all types of things about mindful living around the sunnah. There's a lot of people that are really looking for information um, on like how to live that sunnah life in modern day. And there's not a lot of information out there, guys. That's why I started this podcast. That's why I've been connecting with you. The easiest way to get me is on Instagram. If you do have any questions or comments on this podcast or anything else for that matter, get me at Mindful Muslima. And there, I think there might be another Mindful Muslima that has a similar name to mine just make sure it's mine you'll see my my pink and purple colors and um you'll know it's me and also um i do have an email mindfulness at mindful-muslima.com we are on youtube facebook twitter like we're not there a ton but we are going to be putting up a lot of new youtube videos i'm actually super excited i'm doing a lot of organization ones um i got a lot of really great feedback on the hold it all together podcast if you haven't seen that one maybe i'll link it in the show notes um you guys have like said, please show me exactly how you do it like physically in person. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go into my house. A lot of you guys know I moved and I have a new house. So I've been just busy, busy like a bee setting that up. But um, inshallah, once my table arrives, I'm like waiting for a table. We've been on the floor, which is fine. You know, just a little um, side note. We, we eat on the floor every day because... It's sunnah actually to eat that way, and so we enjoy it. And plus, from the the country where my husband's from, um, it's that's the way they eat anyway. So obviously, like with the sufra, we're not like just like eating on the bare floor. But at the end of the day, it's actually really nice. So we're totally used to this. But I felt obligated to get a table because I do have people over, and they don't always want to sit on the floor, and I get it. So yeah, we're waiting for a table so I could like spread out stuff and show you. And if it doesn't come in time, which does happen, I will definitely film it in another way I'll figure it out but yeah we're gonna be put out YouTube videos on that stuff some of the parenting stuff I'm doing here on the podcast I will turn into um, YouTube videos inshallah ta'ala so excited that we have the space now to get those up and running 
keep an eye out subscribe if you haven't already to my youtube channel and definitely subscribe here as well so you can know when we're putting something out next and guys if you have been benefiting from this podcast please leave a public review i have so many private ones love them love them and i love all our conversations but also the the public ones actually let people know that this is a place they can get legit information that's really helpful and useful and many of you tell me that privately so i love that if you really really appreciate me please also try to put something publicly because it helps us all to grow and grow and grow okay so today super excited um I'm going to probably leave the shout out to the end just because I want to dive into this information. Um, you know, parenting by the sunnah, which is what I think we all as Muslims kind of want to be able to do, but we don't see a ton of info out there. No worries. I got you covered. I have been working tirelessly to draw the resources and the connections between um, the sunnah and the, the, a lot of the modern day stuff out there. I want to tell you some real truth. There's a lot of stuff out there. You're going to hear these buzzwords. You're going to hear gentle parenting, positive parenting, um, you know, all these types of things, mindful parenting. Guys, that's parenting by the sunnah a lot of times. Now, it's not everything. So I'm definitely here to be your resource to weed you through like what to keep, what to let go. But at the end of the day, so much of it is actually drawn from our our dean it's from our religion very much and so i think it's really really useful now nobody has time i know you guys are busy go 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 to sit here and read like 10,000 books and do workshops and seminars and to read like a whole bunch of texts in the quran and sunnah i've done it already so no worries i'm going to share with you the abridged versions so we can get right to the point and i can get you some serious um, tips that you can actually implement and i'm going to give you questions and steps and how to I'm going to make it so easy for you inshallah and I'm very excited to get this going now eventually what I'll do is I will um, like release a parenting course for people who want to go deeper because some of this information is going to be like really useful and you might have more questions there's no way I could cover that on podcast guys I'm be totally honest and I can't get into visuals and a whole bunch of other stuff I want to and give you docs and you know all this stuff so wait a couple months once I get all this stuff going and I get you guys up and running and then you have some more real questions and ideas and insights, I will definitely, definitely uh, release like an actual mini course, inshallah, bismillah ta'ala. And um, if you do have any questions or, or suggestions for that, please do DM me on Instagram, inshallah ta'ala. Okay, let's get right in. So yeah, Parenting by the Sunnah is, is rooted deep in principles in the Quran and our Sunnah and um, the beautiful examples of the Prophet, peace be upon upon him and how he interacted with children and I think that's not highlighted on a lot we hear a lot about the men the sahaba some of the famous um, women the mothers of the believers but we don't hear a lot about kids and about how they were dealt with you know from everything from like how they were treated on a daily basis how what happens when they misbehave um, you know how can you raise a healthy and amazing child there are just so many examples but they're scattered like we didn't you know, get it all in one place. It's not so cohesive. So I'm definitely, definitely going to give you information bit by bit. Now, this podcast is the beginning of a road I'm going to take you on. And it's not a five minute road. So that's the thing, guys, that I have to, you know, make you understand. I'm going to explain to you how you can do this realistically, how you can change. I mean, how stressful can parenting be? I mean, don't we all just wish we knew the secrets that would make it easier? 
more enjoyable, more manageable. And that's exactly what I'm going to give you. But I have to release it bit by bit because it is not a five minute conversation. But what I have for you today is going to be totally inspirational and doable and get you started on that road. And I want to give you piece by piece also because I don't want it to be overwhelming, right? Anytime you learn like a new way to do stuff, it can be overwhelming. And what does the average person do when they get new information and it's like overload? They just like, oh, I can't do this. That's too difficult. And we go right back into what we always do and, you know, kind of like unconsciously. And that's exactly what we don't want to do, guys, because obviously for many of us, what we're doing right now may not be working. And when, how do you know if it's not working? Well, if you're constantly stressed out, if you feel like you don't have control of the situation with your children, or if you feel like you have too much control um you know and you want to just have like a more enjoyable experience like we're all we all have different personalities so it kind of comes out in our parenting I'm going to be totally honest you know they have like they talk about like the permissive parent and the authoritative parent like it depends on your personality and mind how we parent but in the end most of us want to have really good and happy kids and FYI it's not just about what we want I know we're super like I I me centered but there's actually accountability, right? In our religion, alhamdulillah, everybody has rights, right? Everybody has their haq. So children have rights upon us, right? And then we have rights, you know, as well. And so we have to really give them their rights, guys, because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to ask us. So it's not just a matter of like, I'll get to it when I feel like it. Like, no, we actually have to give them their rights. And if we're not doing that, you know, that's really, really um, something we're going to have to address in the akhirah. And, and on, at the end of the day, it's not just that. We also do want to have a more uh, healthier connection with our kids and just, just raise amazing kids. And it's not hard. So I'm going to tell you today. All right. So we're going to do this by diving into some super helpful um, format that I put together for you. And it's based around the five principles. And what, what it's going to be is um, a combination of the, everything that's going to be drawn from the sun. It's going to be aligned with the sun completely. But I just put it like in an easy breezy way within the framework of some of the work from Dr. Siegel and Rebecca Eanes. And that's just going to help us to address it by looking at the five principles of gentle parenting. And that's going to just help us to get where we kind of want to go in Shaltad. So I'm going to go over the five now. And you guys can take notes. You can pause this. You can replay this. Um, you know, whatever it takes. And by the end, I'm going to give you some helpful, um, you know, just things that you could start to implement right away, like in really clear steps. Okay. So let's go into the first principle. And I think you're going to learn a lot too about children and how they work. And the more we know about children and understand their, their psychology and physiology and all that, it's going to help us to parent. We're going to start to get why they're not listening, why they are listening. It's just going to start to like pull the dots together and, and make the picture clear and shout that. Okay. So the first one is attachment. Now, no matter what your child's age, attachment is formed by a loving, um, responsive, manner. If we're not lovingly responsive to our children's needs, that's when things start to not go so well. And it's hard sometimes to be loving and responsive guys, especially when they like tip you off and you're like, you know, they're having those days where they're extra cuckoo and they're not necessarily listening. So I know that's hard, but secure attachment refers to the child's emotional experience. And the part that's going to be hard for us guys in a lot of parenting, you're going to learn. I'm just going to like spoiler alert. Um, a lot of poor parenting 
that people are experiencing is due to a lot of ego. And a lot of there's a lot of other books on ego and stuff like that. And people are going to be like, what? I don't have an ego problem. No, you don't. No, I don't. It's not about like an ego problem. It's about our perspective. So we might have to do some some perspective shifting. And part of that is understanding that the attachment situation refers to the child's emotional needs, not like our own sense of attachment to the child because it's natural to start to think of how we are attached to the child but it's not about that it's about the child's needs for attachment so I just want to be super clear on that so you know um there's certain now in order to address this in order to have like this loving response da 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 you have to be able to read your child like read them like a book and not everybody knows how to do that and that's fine so I'm totally going to give you some tips to get that started like I said when I end up doing a course and stuff I'll go deeper because you know if you guys want the nitty-gritty but right now I'm going to get you into some like ABCs of how you can start to read your child's cues to determine their needs now it doesn't matter if they're three months three years 15 years like this is something you can do tips for developing secure attachment I'm going to give you like four quick ones right now. Like how can you make sure the first principle is dealt with? And this is something that's not going to happen today. It's something you're going to start to try. And you might want to like take these notes and I might actually make a freebie sheet. I'm thinking about it. If you guys like those ideas, like me doing like a cheat sheet and then like attaching it in the show notes, I'm actually in the middle of creating a lot more of those now. If you like that, please DM me on Instagram and let me know you want that because then I could do that for you. So then you could like chill, sit back and then just like press the button and get the freebie notes and not have to do that. So I'm totally okay with that and I'm totally working on stuff like that. That's the next level. I'm always like, what can I do to make it even easier for you guys? So yeah, the first one is respond promptly and lovingly to cries um, or emotional upsets. Now, that's a big one. A lot of people are like, hmm, like if you have a baby, like some um, philosophies will be like, let them cry it out. They need to cry it out. Some are like, oh my gosh, that's cruel. Never do that. Run to them. So many moms are confused. I'm not going to get to all that right now. I'll probably do a separate podcast on if we need to like babies and needs and stuff. But for right now, I just want you to think about being more emotionally responsive instead of looking at the child and being like he's not listening right now because of xyz he's being a horrible child or she's being a horrible child i want you to think about what are they trying to tell me with that cue right now i just did a recent podcast on depression and i was mentioning how depression is a signal right it is a signal that some of our needs are not being met our basic needs and that's really really um a different way to look at it i think instead of like oh i'm crushed i'm broken stop signal because we tend to look at things in a negative way it's just a natural human reaction guys it's actually part of our natural psychology so if we do with our children we're looking at the child like oh why isn't he stop a minute why is he whining why is he or she hitting why so we're going to respond promptly and lovingly to cries or emotional upsets tantrums and i did a whole podcast on tantrums maybe i'll link it guys here tantrums have tons of signs and patterns we have to slow down that's what mindful living is about and that's what I realized the reason I couldn't get to where I wanted to get as a as a Muslim is because I didn't understand this whole slow down and pay attention thing because our culture this whole modern culture does not promote that it is just go 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 don't pay attention go on to the next thing so we have to actually make a point to stop and slow so the first one is respond promptly and lovingly to cries or emotional upsets number two Understand your child's cues for the basic human needs like food, rest, play, comfort, 
and tend to them, guys. You know, if they're constantly hungry at a certain time of day, like my kids, about 3 p.m., they are going to die of hunger. And I used to get stressed out, and I, and I was busy, and I would just keep it moving. And then I realized that if they're going to get hungry that time of day every day, I should have something ready for them. And they're growing, and that's totally normal. So get used to these cues and then respond to them and find, like, solutions. And, and these are things that are really part of this loving response and you might see it as just feeding them or you might see it as just like diffusing a fight but it's actually really a lot deeper it's about attachment and I want us to make that connection today number three give full focused attention without distraction now this is huge I think I even did part of a YouTube video on uh, I did a YouTube video on like could I be harming my child if you want to go check it out maybe I'll link it below but yeah the whole distraction thing is really hard because when the phone came out to the to like you're basically holding a computer in your hand now a lot of parents have really struggled with their children and they're noticing like an increase in behavior issues it's because that phone in your hand that you keep pressing and staring at instead of the child and I actually in my video showed a, an image which was like it's etched in my brain of a mother with all these strings from her face and her eyes basically showing attention to the phone and like the baby showing attention to the mom like one string and so we don't realize it but from the child looking at us it looks like we're not attached to them we're not paying attention we don't love them they're not worth paying attention to it's deeply rooted in that attachment thing again so please be present put the phone down kneel down get to eye level yes honey what do you need it takes some takes some practice i know because maybe some of us haven't been doing it and we just really really have to Um, get used to trying to do it because we have to train ourselves out of maybe some bad habits that we've created for ourselves. So just finishing with this last part on attachment, I wanted to tell you a really, really critical point that I learned that I found life-changing in terms of how I looked at my children. We typically think of attachment as it relates to infants, right? So when some new sister has a baby we're like oh they need a lot of attention we think about like the nighttime do we go to them don't we go to them and that's like a whole nother podcast you know um to cover but basically we're thinking about the fact that infants need this secure attachment but you know what young children do not grow out of that need for secure attachment for example toddlers children even older than that so while we instinctively like run to respond to babies cries and things like that we can sometimes ignore toddlers thinking that they've gotten over the attachment stage or even just to tell like a 10 year old to stop crying like get over it it's not a big deal but guess what guys that could be directly related to the attachment and it doesn't stop with just the baby stage and that to me was like I really realized if I took a step back and looked at how I responded to my children's needs that I possibly was not responding as lovingly as I could um, because children at at 6 and 10, they still have an attachment need as well and a bond, you know, and this bond is jeopardized when we ignore, we mock their cries. And, you know, I have another podcast about toddler tantrums. Maybe I'll link it below. You can go back and look at it and just kind of the psychology of what a tantrum is and how tantrums are actually like signals. And if you've listened to my most recent podcast on depression, I talk about how depression is a signal, right? For us, that something is not right that our needs are not being met. And that's the same thing for a tantrum, 
it's a signal that something's not being met there's an issue and there could be an attachment issue it could be whatever and subhanallah these are actually beautiful signals that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives to us so that we can get ourselves right back in line with your child but we're called from the sun and everything else to respond lovingly and that's really important so I just want us to take away from attachment loving responsiveness isn't just for babies it's actually the cornerstone of secure attachment for all of childhood and whatever like that means in terms of childhood right number two the second um like big pillar in in this whole gentle parenting by the sunnah is the rights of children so number two be the rights of children some specialists might call it respect right but we're going to draw it back to the sunnah it's the rights of children and you know subhanallah i know we don't get to think about the rights of children all the time um for us as parents sometimes our approach from our culture is like i'm the parent i'm in charge they need to listen to me blah 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 that's actually not the sunnah approach and i want us just to understand that sometimes there's some stuff that we've been taught in our childhood that's been like kind of drilled into us because that's the way that our parents raised us some of it we might agree with some of it we might not agree with but at the end of the day we have to kind of say well what does the sunnah say and that's really important because sometimes the sunnah is not aligned with the way we were raised guys and it's really hard like i was raised in a way that necessarily wasn't aligned and so you know it's not our parents fault they didn't know maybe they weren't given the tools but what we have to do is say well I am called to seek knowledge as a Muslim. I am a Muslim. I'm called to do it better. I can't use that whole like, well, I'm just doing the way of my forefathers because Allah, Allah tells us in the Quran his opinion on that. That's like what the ignorant ones say, right? So we can't live in the past and be like, well, I can't get better because that's what I was taught. That is not true. And we're taught to seek a better way. So with the rights of children, we have to make sure we give them their rights and We'll talk in a minute about what that might look like. And so I just want to say there's there's many different ways to demonstrate rights or respect for your child. And just remember, by your children experiencing respect from you or I, it's going to help them to be more respectful. Like sometimes moms come up to me and they're like, you know, my child is just so disrespectful. They talk to me like this or that. And I'm never judgmental of those moms. I'm just trying to like understand how I can help them. And then if I look at how they interact with their child, I, I watch how they speak to them. I'm like, hmm. So the reason maybe why your child is doing that, part of the reason could be because of the way you speak to them. They're just mirroring to you the way you speak to them. If you speak with an edge, you speak with an attitude, well, they're just doing it to you. And you know, some moms are going to be like, well, I'm the mom or I'm the dad. I get to do that. I'm the adult. They're not. Mm, it doesn't really go that way by the sunnah. We're supposed to have this certain way we interact with humans. The prophet, peace be upon him, most definitely didn't talk like that to children. And there's many examples of how he did. So that's why we know that's not necessarily a correct position, even though some of us culturally have been taught that it is. <laughs> so much of, of life and growing, guys, is unlearning and relearning. And that's what I do as well. So no worries. We're all in the same boat. Okay, so how can we give children their rights or respect um, in order to therefore get respect back from them? And it's a two-way street, okay? So you have to understand that. Um, the first thing is, this is probably a really hard one. Like you might have to just pause the podcast here and lament on this one for the week. I don't know, for some moms. It's to be a good listener, just to to practice your communication skills. And we're going to talk about that more in future podcasts, but but that's kind of hard for us as parents, right? We're used to just talking at kids. We're not used to talking with them or just 
shutting up and listening for for the truth you know and so for some of us that in itself might be some real work we need to dig into for other people maybe that might be okay they're a good listener right but we need to talk less listen more even the sahaba subhanallah they used to um listen more and talk less and that is actually just a really great life practice for all of us for every situation listen more talk less and just think more and reflect more and you know what guys we're going to teach our our kids to be good receptive listeners and maybe their wives will thank us if they are men (laughs) and vice versa you know with their girls so it's just these are great life skills number two respecting their bodies now i have totally been um someone who who did this example that was given to me which was like okay this is like I don't know have you ever done this like your kid you're about to go to a party a really important important place they're all spiffed up they're all shiny and all of a sudden you notice there's like a smudge on their cheek or some crud under their eye or something whatever so you lick your finger and you like wipe it away real quick because there's no way you could like go and wash them up or something like that right and that's considered disrespecting them why because you like took your finger and you like licked it and you wiped it on their face and mind you anytime I did that with my child doesn't matter what age they were if they were like two years old three years old whatever they just like wiped their face in disgust after almost like right immediately and if you think about it would we want someone to take their finger lick it and put it on our face you know it's kind of common sense and I never saw it as disrespect and when it was explained to me I was like oh it's it's this it's this life-changing thing where we got to get ourselves out of like I'm the parent, so I have complete authoritarian control and I'm going to just do whatever and they have to like obey. And this is what I want to say to parents that are in that position because I was raised that way. Um, How's that working for you? Like how, how stressed out are you? Are you screaming a lot? Are you yelling a lot? Do you feel like you're going to lose your mind sometimes? Because if it's not working for you, that means it's not working and it's not part of the sunnah. So that's what I'm trying to say. Like sometimes we have these things that we feel like are really strong feelings that we have about parenting and they're not actually working for us. So I, I invite you, like I had to invite myself a long time ago when I learned these things to just like say, okay, that could be something I need to let go of and find a better way. And that's what this podcast is, guys. I'm going to give you those better ways in clear, actionable steps. So yeah, another example of respecting them is giving them a heads up when you're going to leave. And you're like, hey, I don't got to tell them where I'm going. They just need to follow. Okay, have fun with that one. Again, like they're just going to start kicking, screaming, having a panic attack. So let's say you're at the park. It's the place I hate to take my child out of because no matter what I do, they're upset. Now, there are other things. We, that's like a whole nother podcast, like how to rip your child out of a party or a park, right? It's just really hard. But in general, when you're going to shift them from one activity to the other, a respectful thing to do that will work in your favor in terms of getting them to cooperate more often because they'll get used to it after a while. It happens in a different way at different ages and stages. So you have to be patient is to give them a heads up, a five minute warning. Hey, we're about to get up and go to the store so I'm just letting you know you have five more minutes to play and then we're gonna go it's a respectful thing to do and it's super easy we don't feel obligated but I would say try to change that mindset because it's gonna get them mentally geared so it's not a shock because if you just pick them up and swoop them and drag them out the park or tell them start screaming like stop playing right now and then you're just gonna come 10 more times put your shoes on put your shoes on but and they're just not gonna listen because they haven't mentally gotten there yet i just want you to imagine something you love to do it could be like 
reading something or watching a video or cooking something like whatever is your passion and someone just comes in it's like right now get out move go you gotta you're like wait a minute like I'm not even done with my thought right now or hey I need to just have a minute to switch even any age a human being needs that so it's something just really respectful to do number three and this is another one that is like so we're not taught to do this as parents or at least most people are not forgive me um allowing your kids to make choices yeah we tend to like want to make all the choices for them right we're like um yeah you're gonna do this right now so I learned this a long time ago from a psychologist and they said give them choices and sometimes I'm not trying to be sneaky but the choices don't have to be actual choices like um with clothing that's a good one so like my daughter always goes crazy over about what she has to wear she's a toddler but she's like so particular I feel like she's fashion savvy already I'm like were you born like this like I didn't even teach this stuff to you but she's like I have to wear dress like she's too if she could wear a party dress to every event even like the supermarket she would do it she's like all in it so I used to fight her I'm like it's not party dress time now I'm like all right we're not gonna wear a party dress but since I know you love dresses I'm more apt to buying dresses and I'm gonna put these two dresses on the bed and I always pick dresses that I think are like appropriate for the weather they're not crazy stuff like and I'm like here's these two dresses mommy wants to ask you which one do you want to wear All of a sudden, they feel empowered, guys. And then they're like, oh, I want this one. Now, yes, they might be like, I don't want either of those. I want to go in my closet. But then you're just like, let's remember. These are the two choices. Mommy really wants to know which one you like because I love to see what you choose. It's just teaching them to just be a little bit more focused. And it's also drawing them out of a possible situation. So try when you can to make them have choices because kids are basically bossed around all day. And then we wonder why they have power struggles with us, right? We have to employ choice wherever it's possible. So do it in ways that are easy. Would you like the blue towel or the red towel? I don't want any towel. Okay, so would you like the blue towel or the red towel? They're going to get used to it after a while and they're going to appreciate. They're going to feel like they're powerful, even though you're just like, would you like to go to bed right now or in five minutes? See, either way they're going to bed, right? But you're just like, it makes them feel like they have a choice eventually they start to fight you a little bit less because they feel like they're not being bossed around even though you're still giving them some guided choice. So it's really helpful and it helps to show respect and it makes them be a little bit more um, you know, cooperative to be honest. Um, the next one is be honest. And I'm a huge believer in this one, guys. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be kind of raw on this one. I see parents lie to their kids a lot. I've actually seen parents train their other kids to lie to their other kids And it's really bad habit. And let me give you an example of what I mean by that. So I've seen some parents, like when they want to coax a toddler, they're like, come, mommy's going to give you candy. And they're never intending to give any candy. Come, after this, we're going to go do something together. They have zero intention of doing that. And I've seen them, like the other kids in the house watch the parent do this. And so let's say there's a nine-year-old and she's trying to get the toddler to go with her. She's like, come on, we're going to give you some candy. And she, again, haram, like we cannot lie to our children, guys. This makes them believe that we are liars because believe me, they pick up. They notice no candy was given. They notice that. And after a while, they start to become distrusting of adults. And then on top of that, like it's deeply seated. Please, guys, you don't have to spill every detail of, of you know, what you're going to do and why you have to do it. But please don't lie either. 
It's just not what you want to do. Honest communication with your child has to be modeled. If you're not honest with them, you're going to notice they start to become sneaky liars. And that's exactly what I noticed started to happen with these children because they've seen it modeled by adults that it's an appropriate behavior. So I just want to be really, really honest. It's totally inappropriate. Lying like that is never allowed in this in any way. And uh, so it's just not a good practice to get into. If you started it already, okay, no worries. We can always back out of stuff, guys. We're learning too. But just try to start to be honest. You don't have to be like brutally honest. Like we're never going to that place you really want. We don't have to do that. You could just draw their attention another way. If you guys want me to do podcasts on these things, I could do that too. But like I said, in my courses in the future, I'm going to be diving into these things a bit deeper. But I will um, at least just give you some like ABCs right now, right? The last, I think I'm going to give you some four small tips. I'm going to add the podcast here because I think that is a lot to digest in just these kind of two principles alone. The next three and the next follow-up podcast, and I promise because I broke it up, I'll make it the next podcast that comes up. Um, It'll be three and they're shorter. They're just the short three principles, but these two are pretty deep. So I did want to just take the moment to get into them in a podcast, in a whole podcast. All right. The next one is really important. And I want you to just put in your head modeling and the importance of modeling. Everything you do, they will do. So let's make it good things, right? So the next one is apologize. Yes. You think you don't have to apologize to a two-year-old. You do. To a five-year-old, to a 10-year-old. I apologize from jump. I didn't do this in the beginning with my first set of kids and I learned how wrong this was. Um, and after I had my first child, maybe a middle into my second one, I said, wow, that was powerful. I need to have done that more. It wasn't that I, I was like mean or anything. It's just I never actually said sorry a lot. I might have said it once in a while, but I never took the moment to actually actively apologize the way I wanted them to apologize. And so apologize when you've wronged them. This really goes a long way towards showing your child that you have respect for them, but it also models good behavior for what they should be doing when they're wrong. So it's really funny. The other day, my daughter, she was like, because <laughs> I taught them to say sorry. And then the other person, you know, sometimes the kids, they don't, they're like, whatever, I don't accept it. And then I'm like, you can't do that. When somebody says sorry, you generally should try to accept it because you want people to forgive you. And in the Sunnah, Allah teaches us to forgive one another because if we don't forgive others, we put ourselves at risk for the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So I teach my kids this from a very young age, but I also model it. So the other day, my son was like extra mad at my daughter, something she had done. I think she had taken something of his. And he was like, she was, I was like, tell your brother sorry. And she was like, sorry. And he didn't say anything. He just had his hands crossed. And he wasn't like saying no to her, but he was clearly not over it yet. And she was like, sorry. And he didn't say anything again. And she was like, listen, I said, sorry. You're supposed to say, okay. And then we play together. <laughs> so I was like, she totally got the routine. And this time she actually, she was three when she did this. She got the routine. There's sorry and there's forgiveness. And so subhanAllah, they really pick it up. So we have to say sorry too. And I totally get down on my knee and say, mommy, so sorry. I know I promised you we were going to go today, but something happened and we just couldn't. I hate when I disappoint you and I hate to see you sad, but mommy's going to try to go another day. I just really wanted you to know I'm sorry. And that's exactly how I'll say it to my child. 
All right, the next three I'm going to say super quick. Respect their space and privacy according to your good judgment. Do I let kids stay in a locked room and, and like never check on them? Not what I mean. There's age appropriateness. But we do have to get in this order of respecting their space, not just like busting open the door, barging in. As you get older kids, 12 and up, you're going to notice how important this is. We made this rule of knocking. We knock before mommy comes in. And I mean, that's the sunnet anyway. You don't know if somebody's naked. She's changing my daughter and she's starting to, you know, get developed and we don't want to see anything or show to the other children. So we do get respectful, but please just try to create some types of rules for respect in space and privacy. The The next um, two are really, really important. These are ones that cut deep into self-esteem and can really damage your child. If you haven't seen my video, like I said, maybe I'll link it below on harming our children. I made a YouTube video. Some of us are harming them un like necessarily and unconsciously. And this is like one of the things or these are two things that could deeply cut into that. Avoid embarrassing them in front of their peers or yours. I know a lot of moms that will tell really embarrassing stories about their children to other moms and their kids right there. And it doesn't matter how old the kid is, kids pick up on this really fast. Three years old, four years old, five years old. They know, they could tell by your facial expressions, maybe you mentioned their name, maybe you pointed. Um, they, they just know your tone. It really cuts into their self-esteem to see you bad-mouthing them to other people. What is the sunnah on this? We should be protecting our child's bad deeds from other people, not sharing them. The only time we're sharing them is to seek guidance or to like benefit, but definitely like not in a way that is loud in front of them. So for example, if I notice my child did something bad, um, I shouldn't be like, hey, you know what like like Ahmed did today? Oh, let me tell you. Like, no, astaghfirullah. We don't talk like this about our children. We only talk well about our children. It doesn't mean we lie and we put up this fake facade. That is not what I'm saying. I'm just saying we're not broadcasting their mistakes we wouldn't want it done to us. Now, especially in front of their peers, because they get to a certain age, right about like usually seven and up, where getting embarrassed becomes really big to them. And if you're a parent that has a kid at that age, you'll know what I'm saying. Like sometimes they, they want to start not to kiss you in public because they feel like, oh, someone's going to make fun of me. I noticed my son at a certain age was like, mommy, we got to get rid of these toys because if other boys come over and see me with them, they're going to think I'm a baby. So they start to become really aware of people's judgment. So just try not to cut into and harm their self-esteem by talking badly about them in front of their friends, family members, or your own friends. Last one is please speak kindly about them. This kind of just echoes into that, but with embarrassing, speak kindly about them to others, especially in their presence. Be really conscious of this. If you are guilty of this already, okay, you didn't know. Ask that make like forgiveness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, tawbah. But this is something the Prophet peace be upon him never did. He never made people feel embarrassed. He only encouraged. He was extremely positive. This is a beautiful example. And he never did this to ch children either just because they were children. It is like a form of slander. It's not really appropriate. And if we've done it already, we just kind of got to get over it and try to move on. But showing children respect is no different than showing respect to anyone else. We do not put them down. We do not shame them. We don't speak in a rude or disrespectful manner, a threatening, violent voice. It's not good, guys. Those are not tough love parenting techniques. They're bullying techniques. And I need us to really digest that. I know it's hard. We were not taught this. You'd be like, okay, um, you know, mindful Muslim, get over your like new age nonsense. You know, I got my old school cultural stuff. I'm just going to ask you again, how is that working for you? How is it working for you to do all that, that like 
I'm the tough, authoritative parent stuff. It's not from the sunna. It's usually going to cause you a lot of stress and screaming and not make you feel super happy about parenting. So I just want to just open our mind to new things and just, you know, imagine what, what our parenting could look like if we tried some stuff a bit differently. So I really hope that was helpful for you guys today. And inshallah ta'ala, if you are... Um, you know, interested, I'm going to put in the next one. If you guys have any questions about this podcast or anything else you want me to touch on in a different way, I really just want you to reach out to me on Instagram or any other way. And, you know, I just really wanted to say also, um, you know, how excited I am that I'm able to talk to these things about these things with you guys, because I really, really have been able to, um, benefit so much from your questions and your insight. And I just really want to say how great it is to connect with you guys on all these topics. Thank you so much for the women that have connected with me and asked me to, um, you know, talk about these topics because I have found so many sisters saying, thank you for covering this. Thank you for going over that. So I just wanted to say thank you. Thank you so much. And the last thing I wanted to um, just, uh, you know, do is just give a shout out to a sister that I was speaking to and she's going on like an Instagram title of sunlight stripping. And I just wanted to say, Hey sis, I'm just shouting you out and saying thank you for joining our family. And um, I know we spoke about some of the content that you're looking forward to digging into. And I just want to say salam alaikum and give you a shout out today. Jazakallah If you want to be shouted out on my podcast, um, you know, it might be something insightful, insightful that we've discussed or it might be mostly, it's mostly um, people sharing my stuff on um, my my Instagram or my YouTube stuff on their IG stories. So if you do want to be um, shouted out, definitely share something of mine on your stories. I'll get a notification and maybe you'll be featured on my podcast. Thank you so much, guys. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review if you've benefited. Jazakum Allahu khairan. Assalamu alaikum. Rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.